Mamish. Today's daf is daf Lamed in Meseches Yavamis, and we are up to the Mishnah, very top word on our daf. Okay, we're going to have a number of Mishnahis on today's daf. A lot of um, Mishnahis, they're pretty straightforward. Okay, new cases that we haven't seen directly in the Mishnahis, but some of them we'll, we'll call, uh, you know, those of us who've been learning uh, Yavamis for the past month, we're up to daf Lamed, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get this. So here we go. Zok the Mishnah, Lamed Shloisha, Achin, three brothers. No, what are the three brothers' names? Fishtetzach, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi, our old buddies. Okay. Shnaya mehem nesu and shteyachoyos. The two older brothers, Ruvain and Shimon, are married to sisters. The echad nasui nachris. Levi is married to unrelated, a woman who's not related. Okay, she's not uh, connected at all to the other two wives. Now here's what happened. Classic case. Jewish or not Jewish? Oh, very good. So it's a, oh, good. Jewish. The, the word nachris usually is referred to a guy. You know why? It's a beautiful, beautiful limit here. A guy is usually referred to as a nachris. You know why? Nicker, the word nicker, nun yud chaf resh, means to be recognizable. It's supposed to be that in general, the difference between a yid and a guy is recognizable. So that's what we call a non-Jewish uh, man, a nechar, and a non-Jewish woman, a nachris, because they're recognizably different in, in, the, in our metzias, okay? Now, when you deal within a family, so over here, the word nachris, within the mishpacha, means she's recognizable in that she comes from a different family. She's not one of the sisters, she's not one of the brothers, she's kind of standing off on her own. That's why we call her Nachris. But, but a good or a good point here. Nachris is a full-fledged Jewish woman. She's just not related. Okay. So now what happens? Meis echad mi or Shimon dies. So is there Yibum? They die childless. Is there Yibum? Yeah. To who? Nachris. Right. I mean yeah, yeah. The husband of the Nachris, Levi. That's it. Yeah. But only, only to Levi. Because if Reuven died, his wife is not falling to Shimon because she, she, he's married to the sister. Right? She's only falling to one of the brothers. So this is what we call, yeah, this is a penalty shot. What are those shots where there's no goalie? No. It's something open, that. open net. That's an open netter. We got that. Yeah? Two, you know, one brother dies. Yeah, he's got one brother married to her sister and another brother who's not. Okay, so that's the, that. We got this. Beautiful. Now, Listen to what happened. Levi takes in the Rebetzin, takes in the widow, and then Levi dies. So listen to this. Listen to what happened. Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters. Levi's married to a random woman. Reuven dies. Levi does Yibam on his wife, on Reuven's widow, properly. Then Levi dies. So now let me ask you, this halacha is actually going to go back to Daf Beis. Is there going to be Yibum to Shimon? No, because one woman has the Arias of Achai Sishtai, and the other woman, Levi's original wife, is her tzara. Okay? So Harishaina Yaitza Mishum Sisha, the first wife, which means the first widow of Reuven is going out because she's an Arias to Shimon. Shimon's married to her sister. And Levi's second wife is the Tzara of the Arias, so there's no Yibum or Chalitza to either of them. No here. Now here we go. Beautiful. No Chiddush yet. Maskim. 
Here's where we're, here's we're going to start turning the corner. Asaba Maimer Umes. Ooh. If Levi didn't yet marry Reuven's widow, instead he did Maimer on Reuven's widow. And then he dies. Are you going to call them Tsaras now? Are you going to call Reuven's widow the Tsara of Levi's widow? Not really. She's just, she just had Maimer done to her. Right? So what's the halacha there? This is where, this is, the, 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 that case is a, is a setup for this case. It says the Mishnah, Nochris, Chayletzes Vlaimis hit us. Reuven's widow, I'm sorry, Levi's widow, Shimon cannot do Yibam on her. He does Chalitza though. Because Midarabbanon, Levi's widow, is a tzara of the Arayas. But only Midarabbanon. Not Doiraisa. So Midaraisa, we're going to say, listen, you got to do Chalitza. And Midarabbanon, you're not allowed to get married. Gavaldik. Okay, short Gemara on this. Says the Gemara, Taima, the Yavid Bamaimer, the reason why Shimon is obligated to do Chalitza without Yibam is because Levi did Maimer. Now listen to this. What if Levi did nothing? What if Levi did nothing? Let's say the case. Let's just articulate the case. Reuven and Shimon are married to sisters. Reuven dies. Levi, who's married to an unrelated woman, Levi does not do anything to Reuven's widow. And then he dies. Is Shimon going to do Yibam on Levi's widow? Yeah, it is. It seems, yes. It seems he will. The only reason why the Mishnah said Shimon cannot do Yibam on Levi's widow is because Levi did Mimer on Reuven's widow that got in the way. But if he wouldn't have, and there would just be, here's going to be the chap of the whole Gemara. If there would just be a Zika that exists between Reuven, between Reuven's widow and Levi, Shimon now can still do Yibum. Nachris Yivume Nami Miyava. He should have done Yibum on Levi's wife. So you see from here that just a Zika. When you're when when an Arias is related through a Zika, it's not enough, right? Doesn't do enough. Amar of Nachman Zotomeret. Our Mishnah is coming to teach us. There's no automatic Zika starting the relationship, even when there's only one brother. There's nobody else to get in the way of that Zika, right? Only Levi's the only one here. There's no Yehuda there to say I don't know. Kavaldik. So um, you see that ain Zika. Otherwise. Otherwise, the, if you say Yezika, the halacha would be Shimon cannot do Yibum either way, whether Mimer was done or not. Period. Givaldic. End of that Gemara. Okay. Shleisha Achin. Three brothers. Shnayim Ehem Nesuim Shteyachoyos. Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters. V'yachad Nasui Nachris. Levi's still married to the Nachris, the non-related woman. Mes Hanasui Nachris. Levi dies. Okay? So, do Reuven and Shimon, do any of them have an issue with marrying Levi's wife? No problem whatsoever. She's not related to their wives. So, Shalom al Yisrael, no problem so far. Now, here's what happened. So, one of the brothers, Reuven or Shimon, did a proper Yibam on Levi's widow. Vames. And then they die. 
So let's give names. Sh- Shimon's the one right above Levi. So Shimon married Levi's almana, and then Shimon also dies childless. So now what's happening? Who's still alive? Reuven's still alive. Who's falling? He's married to, he's got his wife. Who's falling to Menibam? Shimon's wife, who's his wife's sister, plus Levi's original widow. Okay, plus the Nachras. So here we go. So Shimon's first wife cannot have Yibum or Chalitza. She's off the hook because she's Reuven's wife's sister. She's an Arias. And Levi's original widow is going to go out because she's the Tzara of Shimon's widow. She's the Tzara of the Arias. Okay. Gavaldic. So far, so good. Now, what if the second brother, Shimon, didn't completely marry Levi's widow? He only did Maimer on Levi's widow. So then, Nochris, now, obviously his other wife, who's the sister, for sure goes out. So what do you do with the Nochris? Same halacha as the previous mission. We're going to do Chalitza and Ayibam again, because he was only connected to her rabbinically. He never did a full biblical relationship over here. Okay, so if you look at it biblically, she's still connected to Reuven, and she should need a Yibam or Chalitza. Rabbinically, you're not allowed to, so we say Chalitza and no Yibam. Okay, what's going to be the obvious question? When we look back at these two Mishnayos, aren't they really the same thing? Just like a little bit of a twist where you're just changing around instead of Ruvain dying first, Levi died first. Be it as it may, Shimon's still stuck with being married to one of the sisters and a random widow. And then he's dying. Says Gemara, what, like, come on. It's the same, same exact thing. Hasu Lamali, why do you need this mission? Hainu Hach. It's the same as the mission on the top of the Aflamid Aleph. Same Chiddush. And Hashta. Now, Umah Hasam, in the earlier mission of the Achis Isha Havyatzar Lenachris, we're... The wife's sister was a was the co-wife of the Nachris by Shimon Amrit Nachris Asura. We said, "Oh, so you're the tzara of an erva. Therefore, there's no yimar chalitza." Hachar the Nachris have a tzara lachaisisho like Goshkin. Not only is it not an added chiddush, it's a lower chiddush. It's a smaller chiddush because it's Koshkin, How much more so that Reuven should not be allowed to do yibum or chalitza on her? To uh, not be allowed to do yibum on her. And instead you do chalitza when Mimer uh, was done in the second case. Okay? So Gemara says you're right. If you're just going to look at this on the surface, the second mission did not add anything in. What does that mean? It's got to be something here. So here we go. Tana hach, tana beresha. Here's how it worked. You, can actually, you should actually switch around the Mishnayis. This Mishnah should have been taught first. Because it was a smaller Chiddush. And now if you teach a smaller Chiddush first, you could say lo zu af zu. Not only this, but even a bigger Chiddush. Okay, so here we go. Tana hak tana beisha. The Tana really could uh, uh, wrote this case first. And in the first Mishnah, where the Nochris was the first wife, the Tana says she's mutter. So he left it out. And then he says, you know something? Taka, it's still going to be Usr. The ID, Usr in, in Yibam. Now that she's out the door. The ID, the Chavivale Akhtma, and since the new halacha was more Gishmak to him, Umishnazu, Lezazamim Kaima, Memela, the, you know, the, he just didn't uh, change it around. In other words, Enachanami, it's a smaller, 
it's a, a smaller chiddush. However, uh, the newer halacha of when the nachris was the primary wife, okay? So once he taught that, the, uh, the first one, he moved to second. And then we get into like a lozu afzu. Uh, you know, first here's my bigger chiddush, and then afterwards I'm going to tell you my, uh, my other chiddush. My, my smaller chiddush, and afterwards I'm going to tell you my, my, uh, the, the other case, which Enochanami is a bigger chiddush, but it was previous, you know, it's not my most recent one, and therefore he's waiting to teach it second. Okay, fine. Beseder, bottom line is, as far as clarity, you know, usually the Gemara comes and tries to ask, ask a question on the halacha of the Mishnah and challenge the halacha. We haven't done that. Okay, there's no need to challenge any of the halachas. Like we said, it's, a, it's, an, op- it's a, a, an open goal shot. Uh, right? Okay. Gewaldik. Mishnah number three. Shleisha Achim. Three brothers. Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters. And the third one's married to an unrelated woman. One of the brothers die. One of the brothers who's married to a sister dies. And Levi does Yibam instead of the other one. Now it has to be like that, right? Again, Reuben and Shimon are married to sisters. Reuben dies childless. Ruvain's widow is only falling to Levi in Yibum. He's not falling to Shem because Shem is married to her sister. Okay. Umesa Ishtai Shalshani. Now listen to this chap. You ready? Shimon's wife now dies. There's no problem so far. Shimon's wife died. So what's the? Let, let's keep an eye on the case. Ruvain's dead. His wife fell to Levi in Yibum. So now Levi's married to two women. A, a Nachris, an unrelated woman, plus Ruvain's widow. Okay. Then, Shimon's wife, who's the widow's sister, dies. Shimon's still alive. You, you hear the question? Murdered. So here we go. And then Levi dies, leaving behind Shimon's original wife's sister and the Nachris. Huh? You should be able to do Yibam because she's dead already. Very good. So says the Mishnah. One second. Oh, you should be able to do Yibam? Doesn't the Isser of wife-sister last forever? Once you marry a woman, you're not allowed to marry her sister. I thought it's only if she's still alive. Okay. So, Harezu, listen, Harezu Asura Ilomis. What? Not because of your Svar. You're saying good. You're saying good. Says the Mishnah like this. You're saying good. Rabbi Ravinsky saying like this. What? Are you saying what? One second. Oh. Isra, Isra, marrying your wife's sister while she's alive. Says Gemara, ain't a chanami. But listen to this: as soon as Reuven died, leaving behind his almana to Levi, at that moment, she was and probably even earlier, probably even earlier, once Reuven's wife is achayis ishtay of Shimon. So if she now falls to him, she's still Isser Mitzad, Isser Yibam. She was Usser for Shah Achas as Yibam. Now why? What's the major lambdas over here? Maybe there's... A, what do you mean she was Usser? There was no, there was no Yibam. Okay, so that's going to have to... Very good. Very good. Gvaldik. Okay, so our minds are working over here. There's Gishmak. Okay? What's the Mishnah saying at the end? Listen to this. Again, let me give you the case. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi. Ruvain and Shimon are married to brothers. Levi's married to Anacharis. Ruvain dies... His wife falls to Levi only. Can't fall to Shimon because Shimon is married to the sister. She falls to Levi. Levi now dies childless. Sh- Shimon's wife's dead. 
passes away. Levi now dies childless. And so now who's alive? The only people alive in this family right now are Shimon, Ruvain's, Levi's original widow, and Herzara, which was Reuven's original widow. Says the Mishnah, the widow of Reuven remains usher to Shimon forever. Because there was one moment where there was an area of Yibum and she wasn't permitted to Shimon. So from here on forth, as far as Yibum is concerned, she's never allowed to marry Shimon. Okay. Now, listen to this. It's interesting. No Yibum, no Chalitza on this woman. What about Levi's original wife? What about the unrelated woman? Is she also knocked off because her tsara was usher for one moment? Is she knocked off? You know what the answer is? Yeah. Because as long as the tsara was an erva for one moment in Hilchaz Yubam, the tsara of her is also going to be knocked off because of that one moment of forbiddenness. Says the Gemara. Amravidu Maravidu says the name of Rav. Call Yavama She'inani Kariba Bishas Nefili Yavama Yavayalah. Crucial, crucial, crucial. Listen closely. Anytime a woman becomes a Yavama, and at the moment that her husband died, the verse of Yavama Yavayalah did not apply. There was nobody who could do Yibam, or at least a guy who couldn't do Yibam. Forever. This is the halach of our Mishnah. Well, again, what was the last halach of our Mishnah? Chavra, we've got to make sure we have this clear. Reuven's widow married Levi. She's now Levi's widow. Could she do Yibam? Could Shimon do Yibam on her? No, because Shimon's original wife was her sister. Okay? Ah, his wife has died now. It doesn't matter. When this woman first became a Yavama, his wife was there. So when there was Tyras Yibam on her, there's already a prohibition. What does it mean? Says Rabbi Yehuda quoting Rab, you know why? Because Reuven's widow, as soon as she entered the world of Yavama, did not have a Yavamo Yavo Allah. And any time, a woman does not have Yavama Yavayalah. She's a full-fledged Eishazach. Okay. Says the Gemara. You have a question? Go ahead. So if, if Ruth... Now, keep something in mind before we get to the next two steps of the Gemara. And that is, this sister, who is now the widow of Reuven and the widow of Levi as well. Okay? She, again, she was the sister of Shimon's wife. Which Yibum was she forbidden to Shimonin? When Reuven died or when Levi died? But, well, no. Because when Levi died, Shimon's wife was already gone. So she's no longer the prohibition of, of, of the, being the sister of my wife. The only reason why she's an erva to Shimon is because at the time of Reuven's death, she was forbidden. But at the time of Levi's death, the, the, the issue getting in the way was no longer there. And still we're saying, you can't marry her. Okay, so that's the Gemara is going to clarify here. Says the Gemara, one second. Michael Mashlan, what's the Chiddush? Of Rav Yudah Marav, Tanina, where do you learn to learn Mishnah? Ha-reizu asura ilo ilamis, v'asura ilo 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 il
that when, as soon as a woman's usher for one moment, you're, for, you're usher forever. So why is this an Ar The Gemara explains like the, what we just explained. Mahu the tema, I would have thought to say. Hani, Mili, where do we say that when you're usher for one moment, you're usher forever? That's where she never was capable of marrying him because of her first evil. But if the issue that was getting in the way of the first nafila of the first volunteer is now gone in history. I'll say maybe she's mutter now. She's Levi's widow. She's not Ruvain's widow. So Kamash Malan comes along with Maraf to tell us that even if at the time of the original moment it was from the first Yibam, that stays in her back pocket and connected to her and she cannot shake that forever. That's the Er Chiddush. Says the Gemara, oh, you tell me that's a big Chiddush. Hanami that also we learned in the Mishnah. And I'll show you. Two brothers married to two sisters. One of them dies. And afterwards, the wife of the, the wife of the second brother dies. What's Allah? Since she was ready, also for one moment. Oh, so you see that even. When a Yavama is capable during one Yibam, she still remains also forever. So I still don't need this, chiddush, this mission as an Ere Chiddush. So Mar says, no, I still do. You know why? Mahu I would have thought to say, Hu, it's only by two brothers that Idchile Meha Besa Legamre, since there was only one option. Remember, there's two brothers, they're married to two sisters. So I would say, over there, is there any option when she becomes a Yavama? No. <laughs> well, there's one brother and he's married to your sister. So nothing happened. So I would say over there, up oh, a Okay? <laughs> That's why there's, there's no Zika at all. Nothing ever happened. There's no brother there to even create a Yavam. Avalacha, but over here, where there's Levi. Levi's here with the status of a Yavam when Ruven died. When Ruven dies, is she kicked out of the family? No, she's still related. She still has a zika to Levi. Ema, I would say, listen, Migu Since Migu, since she was fit to marry Levi, she's staying in the family as far as Shimon's concerned as well. Despite the fact Shimon's married to her sister, she's still connected. So if Levi, so if Shimon's wife were to pass away, she's still in the parsha of this mishpacha. Adds on the even by and even my three brothers, we're going to say there's no Yibam and no Chalitza. And once she's usher for one moment, it remains forever. Gavaldik. Okay, that was the third Mishnah and its explanation. Mishnah number four. Shloisha Achen. Still, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. We haven't had any, any uh, fourth brother born yet. It's been a while. Two of them are married to sisters. One's married to a nochmas. Listen to this. One of them, we'll call him Reuven, gets divorced from one of the sisters. Okay, so you now have Reuven being divorced from a sister. And you have Shimon married to a sister. And Levi married to a nochmas. Then, Umes Nasri Nachris. Levi died. So Levi now has an unrelated wife who's falling to who and Yibam? Both Reuven and Shimon. Okay? Fine. Uknasa Hamagarish. Reuven, who divorced his wife, 
decides to do Yibam. Vameis. And then he dies. Ruvain dies. Zuhi Sha'amru. This is a case where we say, Vakulan Shemesu and Nizgarshu, Tsareseyam Mutaris. If any of the Arias are Mesu or Nizgarshu, their Tsareseyam, their co wife, is Mutter to the remaining brothers. Okay? What does that mean? This is actually quite straightforward. It sounds more complicated. It's really not. Shimon, who's the last man standing, he's the only brother alive, and who's falling to him? The Nachris. She was married to Levi. Then she was married to Reuven, who previously was married to Shimon's wife's sister, but not anymore. And now Reuven dies. So you know what the is? Shimon could do Yibum. There's no problem. Okay. Says the Gemara, time of the Girish Akachmeis. The reason why we have Yibum over here is why? Because Reuven was first Megarish. Um, his wife, who was a sister of Shimon's wife, and then Levi died. Avomais, but let's say Levi died first. And then the older brother, Reuven, uh, went ahead and divorced his wife, Asura. So then when Reuven dies, his wife's going to be Asur to Shimon. Clear? Let me explain. Let's, uh, let's uh, categorize this in our minds. Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Okay. Levi dies. Who does his Yavama fall to? Reuven and Shimon. Reuven then gets divorced from one of the sisters. Say it? Reuven's divorced. Who's he married to now? Just Levi's wife. He takes on Levi's wife as Yibam. Yeah, right. We didn't say, okay. He, he marries Levi's wife. It doesn't matter. So he's got two wives. Levi's wife, he then divorces the sister. And then Ruvain dies. So you have Shimon, who's the one alive, who was married to one of the sisters. And who's falling to Shimon with Yibam? Just the Nachris. But the Nachris at one point in her marriage to Ruvain was a Tzara of an Arias. Because she was married to Reuven at the time that Reuven was also married to a sister. Okay? So here we go. Says the Gemara. It seems that it's okay. However, if Shimon dies, uh, I'm sorry. So it seems as long as the Nachris was at one point a tzara to the Erva, there's no Yibam. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi, Zotomeret. Yes, Zika, Afilu betray Achi. You learn from here, there's Zika even by two brothers. Why do you see there's Zika by two brothers? Because when Levi died, Reuven and Shivan both had a Zika to the woman. And then when Reuven dies, so now this same wife is falling back to Shimon. Okay? And our Mishnah must say that she's still considered like she was connected to Shimon at that time. Through Azika. Therefore, even though Reuven's other wife has been divorced, it doesn't matter because the sister, I'm sorry, the Nachris already had the shame of being the Tzara of Azika. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ravashi Ravashi is a Kasha on Rav Nachman. Because earlier we said that the only time you have this is when Mimer was done. 
That was Rav Nachman. But let's say there was no mimer. We said there's no zika that's going to stand in the way. Well, make up your mind. Now we're saying yesh zika filu betray achi. Before we said that we're not worried about zika alone. Zika alone doesn't have the ability, according to Rav Nachman said earlier, to make the tzara of enerva. So question between Rav Nachman and Ravashi. Ravashi is going to say no ho adin davagav doyavod b'maimer. The, the, in the case of Rab Nachman, the, the halacha would apply even if there's just a zika, even when there's no maimer. And when he dies, so we're going to say to the nachris, the unrelated woman, you got to do chalitza and not yivam, taka because yesh zika on a tzara, right? Because, I'm sorry, not yesh zika on a tzara, because she is the co-wife of a, she's a tzara of somebody who had a zika, so why did we mention Mimer? Just coming to exclude the of of Beishamai. What's the of Beishamai? The Amri Beishamai says, top of Amud Beis, Mimer Kainu Kenyan Gomor. Beishamai says it's mamish like a complete Kenyan. It's mamish like a marriage. So according to them, as soon as Levi, as, as soon as one of the brothers does Mimer on one of the widows, she's now a full fledged Tzara of the Arias. And Mamela, when he dies, both of them are going to go out. Mitzad Yibmer Chalitza Kamash The Tana lets us know to like a Beishamai. We don't paskin like Beishamai, and it's only Taka when he does Mimer when we say that Alacha, not just through a Zika. Okay, Ulur of Nachman. What about Rav Nachman's approach? What's Rav Nachman uh, who holds Ein um, Zika Kasha Deravashi? Okay, so what's he going to do with? With uh, Ravashi, if you're going to tell me who the same thing would apply if Levi's widow was first around and then Ruvain divorced his wife. Taras Muteres, that's what we say here. Taras Muter Elazuhi Lemutemites. Then what is Zuhi? Whenever your mission says Zuhi, we know it's coming to exclude something. So if it's coming to exclude, if the halacha is that it doesn't make a difference whether Shimon divorced his wife, whether Ruvain divorced his wife before Levi died or not. Why do we have to exclude the case? It's, it's not a true halacha. So the Gemara says, It's coming to exclude a case where Reuven first did Yibum on Levi's widow, and then he divorced his wife. Because again, at some, if he did that, he, did, he waited to divorce his wife, then again, at some point, they were tsaras together. The Nachris was the tsara of the sister, and now when Ruven dies, and they're both falling to Shimon, she's going to retain her status of being the co-wife of an erva. Says the Gemara, fine. Hanicha, that's all understandable. That the two Mishnayis are teaching us different halachas. One Tana holds that as soon as the husband dies, she falls to Yibam. Another Tana holds that it's actually what went on in the original marriage that determines who falls to Yibam, right? Again, because listen to the case. Reuven Shimon Levi. Levi dies. Levi's married to the Nachris. Levi dies. His widow is taken by Reuven. So Reuven is now married to one of the sisters and the Nachris. So far, so good. Then Reuven dies childless. So now he's got the Nachris and the sister falling to Shimon. Now listen closely. If you're going to tell me there's no Yibam, it obviously is not dependent on the time of death. Because at the time of death, Reuven had already divorced the issue. It must be that you look at the marriage itself. And you look at the first marriage, the marriage of Reuven. And you say, listen, this Nachris, was she the Tsar of an Arab at some point? Yeah, Beseder. She out the door. Sezui Lemute, Kanas the Beseder Girish. Sezui is coming to the case of Kanas, 
where Ruvain first did the Yibam and then he divorced his wife. But if we're going to say also Rava the Amar Laichad Tanahu, that both Mishnayis is all one Tana of Azu, Shein Zarek Lamazuka Tani, and the two Mishnayis are really teaching me Azu Shleishan Azu, that the one's just adding on to a Chiddush, so then I don't understand something. The, the, the woman, the Nachris, who's widowed twice, Shetaka be Mutter to Shimon. She should be Mutter to Shimon. Why do we say she's Osir? Why do we say that? Zuhi Lemutemai. What's Zuhi coming to exclude? Says the Gemara, oh, I'll tell you what it's coming to exclude. Al Karchach, it must be Kreb Yermiyah It must be we're holding like Reb Yermiyah. Okay. In other words, we're just not following this. We're following the other opinion. Gavaldik. Now the Gemara just wraps this up and says, one second. Ularava. According to Rava, Hanicha, it makes sense, he's over like Rav Ashi, if you hold like Rav Ashi, that Yesh Zika, Zuhi Lemute Meis Plagirish. So Zuhi, only in this case, right, uh, what's, it coming, what's it coming to exclude? A case where Reuven died um, when there was only a Zika. Let's explain this. Let's pause for a moment. Reuven Shimon Levi. Reuven Shimon Levi, the sisters. Levi dies. Reuven divorces his wife. He didn't do anything to Levi's widow yet. He divorces his wife. And then he takes Levi's widow. Now if you hold Yesh Zika does something, we're still going to consider her the tzara of Reuven's original divorcee. Right? Because there was a moment where Reuven had a wife and was zakuk to Levi's widow. There was still a moment where they were tethered. They were they were uh, somewhat connected through Zika. Al Isamalakrav Nachman, but if you're gonna if you hold like the opinion of Reb Nachman holds Ain Zika, Zuhi Lemute Mai, what Zuhi coming to exclude? If there's no Zika, is there any issue with Ruvain? If Levi's listen to this, if Levi's widow was never Zukuk to Ruvain, and now Ruvain divorces his wife, one of the sisters, and then marries Levi's widow. Is there any reason why you should assume that if Reuven now dies, the Nachris shouldn't fall to Shimon? No! There's no Svara standing in the way. She wasn't the Tzara of Inerva. She wasn't even the Zika of Inerva. So what's it coming to exclude? So we do, basically what we're doing is, we, we're, we found the pattern. We found the pattern. Okay? Um, Rava holds like Ravashi. And um, Rav holds like Rav Ashi, and Rav Yirmiya holds like Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman and Rav Yirmiya. Okay, beautiful. So we find consistency in the Machlekes. Okay, fine. Kavaldik, next mission. A little bit of a shift now. Those four Mishnayis were really all one long Mishnah discussing Shleisha Achim. Yeah, what happens? You have three brothers. Maritus, this is what we just broke it up because each part of the Gemara was focusing on a different part of that mission. Now we get on to the fifth and final mission of today's death. Says the mission. V'chulan. In every case of Arias. V'chulan in every case of Arias. Okay. What's the halacha? If there was a Kedushin or Gerushin Besafik, it was a doubt. Okay? You didn't know whether he was also married to the Erva. Let's give the case. 
Let's give the case. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven does a doubtful kedushin to a woman who happens to be Shimon's mother-in-law. And then Reuven dies. So Reuven has a suffolk wife. And let's say he has a full-fledged wife, regular wife. And he dies. Do we call the full-fledged wife the tzara of a suffolk kedushin in that she doesn't need Yibam or Chalitza? Shall I repeat that? Yeah? We're going to have to simplify our minds right now. Here's how it works. Reuven and Shimon are brothers. Reuven has two wives. One wife, regular wife. The other wife is Shimon's mother-in-law. But he's only married to her besafik. There's an issue. We're not so sure what's going on there. And then Reuven dies. Is there Yibam to Shimon? So the one who's a Suffolk mother-in-law, even though there's a Suffolk marriage, obviously she doesn't fault him. The problem is the other wife. Okay? The other wife, she might be related. To, she, you know, she might be uh, connected to him somehow. So in all these cases, we're going to say to the Tzara, who's not the Erva, you got to do Chalitza. You can't do even. Why? Because on the Tzad that it was a Kedushan, she's also an Arayas. What's the case of Suffolk Kedushan? Zarak Lo Kedushan. If let's say the brother who died threw a star of marriage to her. Now the Allah is like this. We're going to learn a Kedushan in Mitzvah That if you want to marry a woman with a document and you throw it to her and she's agreeing to it. So if it lands closer to her, it's like she accepted. If it lands closer to you, you never gave her nothing. So Suffolk Karevla is Suffolk Karevla. We're not sure whether... Where it landed, closer to him or her. So we don't know if they're married. Zehu Safi Kedushin. That's called the Safi Kedushin. Safi Gerishin. What's the case of Gerishin? If the husband wrote a get with his hand, okay? Now, Midai Raisa, it works. It says, Vakasav law, say for Croesus. As long as you write it to her, you need, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a valid get. The Rabbanon established, you always need witnesses. On a get and on any financial, anything that has financial ramifications. Okay. So he wrote it without witnesses. Yeshalav Edim Veim Or if it had witnesses, but there was no date on it. Also, Midarais, you don't need the date. The Gemara, the, the Chachamim said you do. Yesh Veim Or it has the date, but not enough witnesses. Zehu Suffolk Gerishin. This is all a Suffolk Gerishin. Okay, it's interesting we're calling it a suffix, because really what happened here is, it's just not kosher mid Rabbanon. It didn't follow all the Rabbanon's, um, you know, all the, all, the Rab, the, all the rabbinic enactments. But we're calling it a suffix kedushin. Okay. V'ilu begerishin suffix karev lo, suffix karev lo, like a tani. Okay? Now, it's interesting, says the Gemara, aha'ara, which we should have thought of as well. Or maybe we did the, the Mishnah said, what's a Suffolk Kedushan? He throws a document there. We don't know who it landed closer to. What's Suffolk Gerishan? You know what the Mishnah could have said? He throws, he throws a get to her. If it lands closer to her, it's her. If it lands closer to him, it's him. Why didn't we say that? Why didn't we say that? It must be, says the, uh, says the Gemara to explain, vice dice, my time. Why not? Why didn't we use that as a K? Some of Rabbi Rabbi says, I'll tell you why. 
Because this woman who's a Safek Kedushin, guess what? She, when she's Safek Kedushin, do we, until you know that she's married, she has a status of being single. And because of a suffix, you're not going to come to cause her to be usher to the rest of the world. Just because you have a suffix means she can't marry anybody else? No, can't do that. Al ta'asrena misafik. We don't usher her up because of a suffix. A suffix doesn't break a chazaka. Okay, so now, before we get to Abaye, look at the flip side. What's the logic? But by Gerishin. Yeah, by Gerishin, it takes less to keep her married. So it seems from what Rab is saying is that the suffix of throwing it closer to her and, and closer to her, uh, closer to him or closer to her, would not be enough to do anything. Because her chazaka would still be considered married. Okay. Amalei Abaye, Abaye says, one second, Iyachi, if that's show. By Kedushin, we should say, listen, this woman is Cheskas Heter to the Yavam. If her husband, the first woman, meaning, right, the woman who's, who's not an Erva. There's a Chazaka, she's mother to the Yavam. Um, Misafik, Eina Tabala Yisrael. Alta Svena Misafik. Gvald, good question. Here it is. It's Meredith. What do we say in the Mishnah? This, so this, this is straight up. This is clear. Listen to this. What we say in the Mishnah? Ruvain. And Shimon, Reuven has two wives. He dies childless. One wife was a regular wife. One wife he was married to, Misafik. And she's an erva to Shimon. Fine. What do we say in the Mishnah? Garnish to the erva and the tzara does chalitza. Says, I don't understand something. Why chalitza on the tzara? She has a chazaka that she's kosher to Shimon. Mm-hmm. She has a chazaka also. She was a full-fledged wife of Reuven. She's a regular Yavama. Because of this outside suffix of maybe this erva, that's going to get in her way of being mutter to the Yavam. Why are you making her forbidden because, when she had a status of being allowed? So the Gemara says, are you right? Hasam l'chumra. Okay. We're, we're, uh, we're being machmir. Enochanami. Really? Apisvara? She should be mutter. She should be mutter. But, the Chachamim say, you got to be machmir over here. We, we're we're going to say, you got to be machmir. Says the Gemara, is that a chumra? Is that a chumrah? Sometimes you think you're being machmir, you think you're such a tzaddik, by helping everybody else out, running around the community, doing chesed for everybody else, besides for your family. Right? Wow, you're being machmir on chesed? Well, you're being makol on, te- on chesed in your house. You're not as big of a tzaddik as you think you are. Says the Gemara, This chumrah of saying that the tzara doesn't fall to Shimon is really a kula. Because there might be times where Reuven, who died, will go and marry the sister of the woman who he just did a Suffolk Kedushin with. You have a Kedushin Suffolk. And then he's going to go and fully marry her sister. Or a case where you can have Zimnin Dasa Acher, somebody else would go and marry her a Kedushin the suffix whether Reuven's married to this woman. Okay. Somebody else then goes and does a full-fledged marriage on her. Without any shyness. What are you going to do? Yeah? You want to start telling me that, oh, be machmir, and therefore there's no yim. 
well, somebody else is going to go ahead and start being mekel on your chumrah. Um, since our Mishnah is saying that her tzara is aser in ibum, Amri, people are going to say, only the first one was Kedushin, and the second one is, is not a Kedushin. So basically, bottom line, says the Gemara, it's a, don't think you're being such a tzaddik over here. Answers the Gemara, incorrect. I'll tell you why. Kivon, since. Top of tomorrow's daf, to come mitzrachas chalitza, since we're saying that when you have a suffix, you don't just walk away, but rather you're going to do chalitza on the regular wife. Guess what chalitza on one wife does to the any other wife, whether suffix or not? Scott free, you're out. So, yadi. that's what confirms for us. It allows us to know the chumrah ba'amahu. That this is strictly being a, a chumrah. Understand? Because there's no kula. Once you do this, there's no kula that will, it's going to end everything. It says the Gemara, I hachi, if it's true, then maybe we have a Sophie Kedushin, we're going to be mach, we're going to say, do chalitza lechumrah, gerish and nami listening. Why does our Mishnah uh, also uh, give us a case of a get where you're not sure if it's closer to him and closer to her, lutricha chalitza, and just say chalitza, umidi yadi lechumrah ba'amu, and we'll know that it's a chumrah ba'alma. Why don't you give the same suffix as we said by Kedushin? Says the Gemara, no, imata imer chalitza as misyavemes. We're concerned that if you do chalitza, people say you can do yibum. Says the Gemara, <laughs> you're playing games with me. Uh, you're telling me first that chalitza is explaining very clearly what's happening. Then you say, oh, you can't do chalitza because people might do yibum. Well, then in our original case as well, people might do that. Haganami imata imer chalitza as misyavemes. Sigmara says, What it means is, if you do Yibum, it wouldn't matter. You know why? Because she's just going to be reestablishing her Chazaka of being Mutter to the Yavam. Fine. We'll hold it here. Time's up. You have to get ready for Mincha. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Uh, Bez Hashem. Today's Wednesday. Okay, tomorrow evening, 6 10 p.m. Uh, get the Nacht.